Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. And thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture. And these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. As we work to produce relevant podcast episodes for our listeners during the recent coronavirus outbreak, I'd like to invite one of our expert leader coaches, Dr. Joanne Sternke, to join me on the show today. Joanne works directly with our partners and is joining us today to share her expertise and experience around how to effectively communicate during these difficult times. Joanne, as you all may know from some of our other episodes, was the superintendent of the Pewaukee School District in Wisconsin, and it's a Malcolm Baldridge recipient. Fellow superintendents from around the country have connected with Joanne these past few weeks, asking for her advice on best ways to communicate with students and parents. So I just thought it'd be a great opportunity for us to hear what some of those questions are and the answers that Joanne has provided. So Joanne, it's so nice to have you on our show today. Welcome. Thanks, Janet. And you've been role modeling great communication through these challenging times. So it's nice to be able to be with you, someone I respect, and talking about this issue. But more importantly, it is such an important topic right now as I think of our superintendents leading school districts in challenging times. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk about making communication impactful and empathetic at this time. That's great. So let's, let's you know, dive into just the specific question. As I mentioned, and you and I've talked about, superintendents are contacting you for assistance. So, you know, just um, two things, Joanne. What types of questions are they asking you? And what guidance are you providing to them when they ask you those questions about communication? Well, as I think about the communication and why superintendents are reaching out, I saw the funniest tweet last night. It was a superintendent with a very forlorn face and a superintendent's textbook, and he was holding it, and it said, my superintendency class textbook didn't have a chapter on responding to a pandemic, and I thought, how true this is. I remember when I was a first-year superintendent, and the biggest issue we had that I remember losing sleep about, literally, was falling off school for inclement weather. And I think about how small that feels right now as superintendents are facing closing schools for extended periods of time based on something we know very little about. You know? And so I just think about how important it is to really recognize that people are reaching out because this is something without a playbook. It's easy to yeah. feel out of control when we're being bombarded with something we know very little about and the landscape is changing. So as superintendents have reached out to me over the past few weeks, I see it come in waves. The first wave is I have to get information out and I don't know all the answers about the coronavirus. I don't know where we'll be closing schools and for how long. So that those issues where people need a immediate response um, and the biggest piece of advice I have there is to think about, you don't have to be the expert. You can have links on your website to people that know more about the coronavirus than you. Be the expert in what you are an expert in, teaching and learning and the organization of learning. And now more than ever, 
think about being the expert of that part of learning that is so important. The next wave of questions that I got were about nuts and bolts issues. How do I help families uh, be, the, be the people that are going to be helping students learn for an extended period of time? How do I help these families? How do I help get food to students who would have gotten it at school before? And so the next, once we got information out about school closures, the next wave of questions were all about those nuts and bolts issues of delivering food, delivering learning, and how do we be a conduit for service? And then the last questions that I've gotten, and this makes my heart sing, in the last week were all about relationships. How do I stay in touch with my seniors in high school who are graduating and missing rites of passage? How do I respond to the many people in our community that are asking for assistance? And most importantly, how do I stay in touch with my team and thank the teachers and staff that are providing great service? So the communication that I'm getting is coming in waves, waves about how do I answer immediately? How do I answer questions in the here and now about providing services? And then now, how do I maintain strong relationships? And so those are the questions that I'm getting. And I think the biggest thing that I wanna tell people about answering these questions is just to take a moment and breathe and think about what is the thing that you need to be responding to and communicating about most right now. Slow down and think about what is in the moment that you need to respond to and craft that message really well. And Joanne, you know, just thinking through I think a couple of things. One is questions about communication, you know, but what I hear from you or, you know, these are just the things that are top of mind that we know are affecting our people, our parents and our students' lives. And how do we address these questions so that we can make it easier for them and reduce their anxiety? You know, that's part of our helping profession and what we're most concerned about. And uh, just just really interesting that they want to know how to communicate some response. And I think what you said a few minutes ago is extremely important. They don't have all the answers, I'm sure, right, Joanne? I mean, it's not like yeah. they can say, here are all the answers and here's the communication. Um, they don't have the answers, right, right now. And so that initial communication is really about helping people understand they're working to find the answers. Am I right with that as I hear you? You're right. And as I've coached people on using keywords at key times, one of the things that really comes into mind is to really let people know with vulnerability that we need to work together because we don't have all the answers. This is new for all of us. And in working together, we can really address the concerns that parents and families and the community have. But we need to be vulnerable and admit this is a new this is new territory. And that's not hard. That's not easy for us. That's hard yeah. for us to be that vulnerable and say, this is new. Yeah. Cause we, cause we all we're there and educators to solve problems, right? We we're the problem solver. So we think we should have the answers and the answers just aren't there. You know, so as you talk about using keywords at key times, you know, it's part of a a core tactic of what we teach in terms of communication. Now, how does this tool in the tool belt help during a time of crisis like we're experiencing right now? When I think of keywords at key times, the biggest word that comes to my mind is intentionality. Intentionality around communicating. 
Janet, I know you were a tennis coach. I was a drama director. So when you talk about practicing, I talk about rehearsing with kids. And in those rehearsals, it wasn't just the repetition that got us better for the nights of the performance. It was really focused and mindful repetition. So we would get together and practice that play over and over and over again, but with a real clear focus. And as I think about that, it's the same thing with key words and key times. It's not just approaching it with intentionality, but focused intentionality around this simple thing. What is the outcome of the message that I desire? What's the outcome? Why am I writing this message? What is it that I want people to both feel and know when they read this message? And when I think about keywords at key times now, my goodness, that intentionality around the message and the why is so important. And as I've talked with superintendents around the country, I, my biggest piece of advice on keywords at key times is this, don't just simply inform, first reassure, then inform. Reassure, reassure first. Give people the why, let people know you care about them, and then focus on the what of the message. But we get so busy that we think, well, all I need to do is tell people the what right now, the what of the message. And we have to take a step back and think about the why. Yeah, so important. So, so important. You know, I think because where our minds are focused on problem solving, having that solution and getting that information out, um, but so important for us to step back a few minutes and really start that conversation with, with being pretty empathetic toward what people are going through and making sure that we're building those personal connections with them in that communication. Really insignificant, Joanne. You know, that's a recommendation, one recommendation that you have. You know, there, are there one or two others that you have in regard to people using keywords at key times right now? Yeah, I, I do have some ideas about that. And I want to I want, I want to tell you about what a, a communication I had to put out this week. So I was having a baby shower and I had to cancel the baby shower. And I could have just said, because of the coronavirus, we have to cancel the baby shower. But I really thought about keywords at key times. And the message I sent out was, because we care about your good health and the health and safety of our mom and baby to be, we're postponing Tina's baby shower scheduled for April 18th. Now think of the difference of that message. That message talked about, I care for you and your good health, and I really care about Tina's safety and the baby's to be safety. And so while we could have just jumped to the what, it was so important to be caring and empathetic and give a why to begin with. And so as simple as that message is, I really think that the message I want to say is invest in the front end of planning your words and it will pay off with less triage at the end when you have a poorly constructed message. Show you care, show you care and really think about the why first. And then the second thing I would say is as much time as you put into crafting the message, spend as much time thinking about how you're going to deploy that message. How are you going to cascade it? Who's going to hear it first? Is it your board of education? Is it your team? Who needs to hear that message first, second, third? And really be careful about how you're going to get that message out. 
and be mindful about not only crafting it, but be mindful about how you're going to share it and in what way and think about who, who's going to be getting this message. And right now that's complicated. So it's important for us to think about who needs to hear it first, second, and third. That's great. You know, just, I think about, you know, I, I was doing the webinar the other week and uh, or just doing our first webinar. And, you know, it makes me think about the story of my mom and my, really my mom, you know, as who I communicate with every day. My, both my parents are alive and you know, I'm really worried about them and I don't want them to, to be in harm's way. And I've just had to really, and, and they, they, they're, they're used to being out there and social, Joanne, and I know you know that. And I'm just really having to use keywords every morning when I talk to my mom, you know, about how, how much I care for her, you know, how much, how much I want her to be safe. Um, I've chosen not to see her, you know, until the weekend to, quarant to be quarantined just, to, to, just because of the, the, my lifestyle and the travel you know, that I've done. And, and it's very difficult for in that communication. But if I just told her what to do, she would just get mad at me, I think, more than just trying to be empathetic, you know, toward where she is right now. So, you know, just appreciate what you're saying, because I've had to really learn to be really empathetic with them and try to have an understanding of where they are. So, you know, hear your message there. So thank you for that. And as, you know, I think, Joanne, you know, as a former superintendent, you know, thinking broader a little bit now, I mean, you've been responsive to superintendents, but, you know, just from your superintendent role, what message do you send to our communities about how to work with this crisis as we continue to educate our children and youth in schools and higher education? You know, what's your message? Boy, this is a great question and one I think is so important to really have that mindset of positivity. We could focus on all of the challenges, but I think of the word BEST and the acronym that I think of when I hear the word BEST is bring everyone's strength together. Bring everyone's strength together. This is an opportunity for us, even though we're isolated, to come together in the name of serving our children in schools and how we can serve them through this time um, is something that we can view as insurmountable or we can view it as an opportunity and our mindset will determine. So my message to the community is thanks for your patience and support as we challenge this opportunity and we really work together. I also want our communities to know that the schools are filled with people who care about their children and want the best for them and they're missing being with them too, and that people in schools are very concerned about students and their health and their well-being, and that working together, we can rise to this occasion. I have a lot of hope, and I believe that that's what we need to be telling our communities, is we can do this. We've got this. Oh, thank you. And as we summarize today, you know, I'd love just for you to Think about all the leaders out there for a minute, Joanne, leaders in all organizations, and what are your key words to our leader colleagues during this difficult time? Two words, thank you. Um, thank you for caring about children right now and the people who are caring for them, their families, their teachers. Thank you for responding to everyone's needs, their physical needs, emotional needs, their learning needs. Thank you to our leaders for creating a sense of safety in this ever-changing landscape. And thank you for being agile 
and role modeling how to respond in changing times. And thanks for caring. And I think my two asks of our leaders are to really connect right now, really think about all they can do to show people they care. Janet, you do a great job of that. Every time we have a daily huddle, you let us know you care for us. And that is so important right now. It's more important than lesson plans. It's to let people know we care. And then the other thing that I think would be a missed opportunity, and always thinking of, of public education as, as something we can do, is Create heroes of those people that are serving kids right now. Make heroes of those custodians that are deep cleaning schools, of the food service workers that are preparing meals and the bus drivers that are delivering them, of those teachers that are going above and beyond to connect with kids. Leaders have the opportunity to create heroes in those people. And that's what our community needs right now, our stories of the heroic caring that's going on in the name of serving kids. And so as much as I want our leaders to know that I care for them, I want them to care for others and create heroes about the caring that's going on. Because I think people need those hopeful stories right now, and that's important. Oh, thank you so much. And as we close uh, our episode today, you know, I think let's go out, Joanne, let's go out this week. Uh, let's express our gratitude to the people who are doing some tremendous work and providing great service to to the people who we have deep connections with. And the other thing I would ask us to do is find that hero this week. Find a hero. Tell the hero, you know, here's why you're a hero and here's what you mean to me. And the work that you're doing is really important. And we appreciate that. Just appreciate the connection with you today and the information you provided to our colleagues and to listeners around the world. Joanne, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, it's a great time to be thinking about our communication and making it impactful and empathetic. Thank you. Before we go, I want to let you know at this time, we're still planning to host our What's Right in Education Leadership Conference. As part of that conference, we hope we'll be at a place where we're reflecting on what we've learned and we've navigated through the COVID-19 pandemic. Equally important, we want to create an opportunity for people to network and be with each other for learning and fun. You can find updates for What's Right in Education on studereducation.com events. So thank you all for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed for new episodes. I look forward to connecting with you next week as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.